almost spilled my coffee. This is a disaster, I can't, guys. <laughs> like when I was saved, and, and before, trust me, when if you knew me before I was saved, trust me, uh, you, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I was very flippant with my words. You turn a blind eye to gossip and you almost kind of participate in it a little yeah. bit and you justified it mm -hmm. and, and usually yeah. usually yeah. those sentences usually those sentences end with a, something a little like I really uh, love yeah, the yeah, guy yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know what I mean so so and therefore you have been changed and you're new now no it says God who reconciled mm -hmm. us to himself through his son Christ it's always at the front of my head in the front of my mind and and it's I'm so likely to have the good things that I do just turn into to boasting even in, in my own in my own mind. This is disruption. Alright, should we should we bring Owen on? I guess we can give him I guess. one more shot. We'll just give him one okay. Let's give him one All shot. Right. Owen, yeah, come and try to okay. start the episode. Now, this is our cameraman, Owen. Uh, Redeemed Rags. Redeemedrags.com. Go check it out. www.redeemedrags.com. Great merch. What do you have to Authentic. say, Owen? What do you have to say? Just wanted to say, welcome to Disruption. Yeah, okay, that's yeah, enough. that's enough. Yeah. That's right, good. Yeah. Uh, that's good, dude. <laughs> hey, good luck filming. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll see you out there, Owen. He looks so sad. Catch you on the battlefield, brother. <laughs> yeah. Starting, starting to feel bad now. Maybe we should, maybe we should bring him on. At maybe some point. a special episode of some sort. Well, yeah, I guess uh, there's a holiday coming up, right? We could bring him on in Halloween, maybe when we're all sitting around eating candy. He should come on on Halloween. Yeah, guy looks he freaky. Is scary, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> he scares me, dude. dude. Dude just needs three claws coming out of each hand. You got Wolverine, dude. <laughs> when someone's Wolverine, when someone's yeah. teeth is that straight, I don't trust him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, what do you he's do a, as a child? Teeth are Chew straight. on floss he's or something, a, He's bro. a reptile, dude. He's reptilian. This dude came out the womb with braces on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. We might bite you. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, well, welcome back, guys, yeah. to the Disruption Podcast. Hope you had a good week. Yes. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? If, anything new for you guys? Well, um, we got a couple uh, mustaches on the table, don't we? Trying. Yeah, now I'm feeling left out. I yeah, think I need, I need now a you mustache. should leave. <laughs> well, you guys, Jimmy Buffett recently died, Ooh. tragic, mm. and uh, for me, it was it was a bit of a tribute to Pencil Thin Mustache, one of his songs. Wait, sorry, who's this guy? I'm very unculturally. Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett, Mar serious? Margaritaville, wasted away. It's like a country. He's a country singer. Oh, I don't do country. He's an old country I'm, singer. That's you probably why. Jimmy Buffett. No, I don't do country. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. I feel a little bit. And my pop music. Left, left well, he out. doesn't have a mustache. He's never heard of Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> and he's the host. I might, and uh, he's the host. Well, not even the host, just like the, the leader. The, yeah, what do they call the it? The head of the. The head of the host, which is the anchor. I'm the, the anchor. anchor. Oh, yeah. Oh. There you go. That's what it is. It's anchor, host, and then special guest. He holds us oh, down, baby. <laughs> he does. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, good week. Good week for me. Like I say, I got a mustache, um, but I'm ready for this, dude. Yeah, me I'm too. I'm ready to hop in. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, continuing on the little uh, uh, the little series we've been doing with James, right? Book of James. We've talked through James 1, James 2. And, of course, we've begun every podcast with you reading it off, Josh. We got to continue that. 
You want to hit James James 3 for us? Yep. Come on Follow now. Follow along if you guys have a Bible. If not, we're reading James chapter 3. Um, and there's kind of two sections. It's going to be talking about taming the tongue and then how there's two different kinds of wisdom. Uh, and we'll get into that. But starting at James chapter 3, verse 1. Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we, we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. When we put bits into the mouth of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or, take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider it a, consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. The tongue corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and it and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind, but no human ever can be tamed. I'm sorry, no human being can ever tame the tongue. It is a relentless evil, full of deadly poison. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth comes praise and cursings. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring provide fresh water. Verse 13. Whoever is wise and understanding among you, uh, I'm sorry, who is wise and understanding among you, let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom, and that's quoted, uh, does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritually, and demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every practice of evil. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is the first of all pure, or is, fierce, is first of all pure, then peacing, peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. That's chapter three. Short and sweet. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That first half, taming the tongue. Um, so far, we're seeing a bit of a rhythm there with James. There's, he's talking a lot about talking, right? Mm-hmm. He's... Uh, so far, uh, and I believe pretty much in every chapter of James, he talks about about speech and about uh, taming the tongue and, and, and using your words for wisdom here. I'll show you that. Follow along with what Sure, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. Oh, no. Oh, Ooh, on the that Bible. was close. There you that got was it a on close the Bible. one. Almost spilled my coffee. This is a disaster. I quit, guys. <laughs> we just disrupted this podcast to bring you. <laughs> um, geez, that's. Well, well I want to go along uh, as you hold that thought, Nehemiah. You were mm-hmm. just talking. Let's give some examples of in chapter one and two as James talks about speaking sure. and yeah. using the tongue. Mm-hmm. You know, in chapter one, it comes right to mind. Uh, he says, 
everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Mm-hmm. You know, it says slow to speak. Yeah. So that's, that right there came to mind for me. That's chapter one. Mm-hmm. What do we have in chapter two? I mean, it says we're, when we're talking to, uh, it goes along with being impartial. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, when we're talking to a uh, more of a, a, a well-kept man or, or a well-put-together man, it says, mm-hmm. oh, come sit by me. Come sit over in this chair uh, when, when they walk into a room. And then the, the poor man, oh, go sit on the floor or by my dirty feet, right? Mm-hmm. That's using our tongue. Our tongues yeah. hold a lot of weight. They can set things on fire. It says mm-hmm. quickly. So, yeah, the and, and and scripture has so many different <clears throat> has so many different descriptions of the tongue, and and a lot of them are are a bit spooky too. You know, it, it says the tongue is is wicked. It's deceitful, mm-hmm. uh, corrupt. It goes on and on and talks about that stuff. Uh, and so there's a huge warning in scripture in regards to how you use your mouth and how you use your speech. Uh, Matthew, of course, Matthew 12, <clears throat> it, it, it refers to how uh, God will judge. <laughs> he'll, he'll judge us in time in, in regards to how we, uh, uh, the, the vain words that we speak. And <clears throat> in our culture, especially in our Christian culture, I think we really often emphasize having clean speech, specifically maybe in regards to like cuss words and and the four letter words you know don't 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 cuss basically mm-hmm. but how often do i waste my words how often do i just say stupid mm-hmm. stuff that perverse talk or well not even just that but things that i might say are like oh it's just innocent and just goofing around when it's a waste of yeah your breath i mean according to scripture every single word that i say i'll have to account for yep Every single word that I say, and every single thing we do, <clears throat> exactly. But we're talking about the tongue, right now. exactly. And I and and sometimes I just goof around and and I'm I'm flippant and I'm kind of silly. Now, of course, as Christians, you know, we 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 can live free and and have fun uh, and and joke around and um, especially with our brothers and sister in Christ. But also, <laughs> I'm not I'm not necessarily using my words for the glory of God all the time. And 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 I think that we have a mandate from Scripture here that that we can't just be flippantly using our words, and that's that's a bit of kind of like side commentary, you know, a, a peanut gallery, if you will, uh, from Nehemiah. But I'm just right away aware of how 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 often I waste my words. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I was I was looking this up. One interesting thing. Is and this is a scientific fact. Now, I'm not a scientist, right? But but I've uh, from what I hear, when it comes to the words we say, those words never like physically disappear. So words that words that people have uttered a thousand years ago, although we can't hear them today, are shooting into eternity. You know, like bouncing off the earth and literally going into space. Those sound those waves. those sound waves are always waves. going and right. they never they never stop. They just bounce around. You know, although we can't hear them. We don't have they the may, instruments to hear them. Less right, but but, may be but they literally but still exist. Yeah. Now, of course, God knows every single one of them. And scripture tells us we're going to be judged for those too. Uh, God doesn't need those instruments to, you know, to to to, to retrieve those words. He already knows them. Um so I mean, God help me for when I'm throwing words out just right. wasting them mm-hmm. um yeah i wonder if like i think a big 
a big part of this. It's, I think, a no-no. I think it can be kind of a gray area in terms of like, well, you, can, you know, you can use your words to have fun sometimes. Um, but especially when you're joking around with somebody and uh, you kind of like, you know, maybe make fun of them or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you say, oh, it's just joking. Like, just, just kidding. Playing with you. Yeah. yeah. And then, but it, it actually yeah. hurt somebody. Like I was, mm-hmm. I was reading a book, um, Taming the Fingers. Um, hmm. I keep forgetting, if we keep reading what the author's name is, but he okay. lives, he lives like around in Grand Rapids. It was oh. published at RHB, which is, you know, a Christian publisher in mm-hmm. Grand Rapids. But, um, it's just all about social media and how we kind of use our, oh, wow. okay. use yeah. our words like on social media. Sure. Um, and how we can use it in so many negative ways or there's a possibility to use it in so many negative ways Mm -hmm. and like even the flippant things that we could say yeah like on social media and just uh yeah so we have to watch that absolutely i i uh and and when when it comes to studying for this i kind of been looking through um uh, john MacArthur's commentary on it he's got a lot of great things to say Mm -hmm. and in this first portion of James 3, in regards to taming the tongue, he kind of splits it up really neatly into into five different parts. And I think we can kind of go through those, especially when it comes to taming the tongue. And the very first one is in regards to, of course, teachers. Okay, so, so he says, uh, not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. And so that's the very first, the very first uh, portion of that. And this this could be in regards to uh, pastors and and actually teachers in the church, but also to anyone who's who's on a platform talking about the the word of God. You know, informing in regards to the scriptures. Yeah. Now now, whenever whenever we're talking about scripture, I hope we never you know speak lightly. Right. We were talking earlier when it needs to be great reverence. Yeah, for the Lord always, and His Word. Always, yeah, yeah. We we how could it be that we're ambassadors mm-hmm. for for Christ? You know, we that we are to take uh, the name of Christ to the nations, and 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 as His children, we're supposed to represent Him to the utmost, mm-hmm. and and uh, uh, especially, of course, right now on our platform, of course, that's the case. And of course, in our daily walk as well. Um, so that's the very first portion. And it would be would be talking about uh, the 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 potential for the tongue to condemn. Okay. Well, and and let me just quickly make it clear. Uh, you kind of stated it, but I'll, I'll say it in a different way. This can be talking when it opens up. Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that who te- who we who teach will be judged more strictly. Mm. That that can any believer that can be talking about because all believers are are not only held to a higher standard because we are supposed to be the the uh, the ones representing Christ now, mm-hmm. um, but we're going to be giving the gospel because that's what we're called to do, right? Mm-hmm. And so when we like you said with great reverence, we cannot just take it lightly. We can't just yeah. flippantly talk and oh, I love Jesus. Yeah, like, that's a good thing. We we love Jesus. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. But we can't just we. We can't just wear that term out. Like mm-hmm. it, it becomes so soft. You hear it so much. What does it really mean? You know, mm-hmm. I think the gospel has been overstated almost so many times. And this is kind of a, my own peanut gallery, but <laughs> we like, and that's for me, my own like personal uh, testimony. 
I knew what the gospel was my whole life growing up, but I never really got a firm grasp of it until this mm. year. And that's when I was truly saved. Yeah. Because I didn't understand what it really meant for Jesus to die on the cross because he loves us. Mm-hmm. You know, but anyways, yeah. yeah so yeah. any believer is going to be held to that standard of, yeah. of teaching and giving that gospel because that is that is teaching at the end of the day. Yeah, and well, it, it, specifically though, in this, he is talking in regards to teachers, mm-hmm. in regards to people who are, you know, for instance, like pastors, pastors and, okay. and and teachers in the church. You know what I mean? So there is a distinction in scripture, mm-hmm. and First uh, Timothy, uh, Paul talks about, uh, uh, you know, if you aspire. To be in office, it's an honorable thing, mm-hmm. right? And so that's a separation there. It's it's a teacher. It's it's someone who's in, in the church, you know, uh, you know, practicing kind of authority over God's people, bringing the word to them. He 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 talks about in First Corinthians about how uh, you know, woe to me if I did not preach the gospel, right? You know, and he's he's talking about being a preacher. Um, uh, so so there is of course in Scripture a distinction there. Um, and certainly for, for instance, my, my dad, right? He's a pastor and he will be on judgment day. He will be held, uh, to a higher standard because he is a pastor, which is terrifying. But it's, as you said, it's yeah. also honorable. Yeah. It's an honorable thing. Really? Uh-huh. Exactly. So. Exactly. And, and so, so it's not, it's not a thing to steer away from as a believer. Right. It's don't, don't steer away from teaching. It's not a warning against that. It's a saying, it's, it's a, it's. It's reminding us, hey, if you're going to assume the the responsibility of a teacher as a, as a pastor, as as someone who's teaching God's people the word, uh, you you will be held to a high standard, which is a beautiful thing. It's a it's a great thing, but but it's no light thing for sure. And you know, not everyone's going to be a teacher. That's yeah. just the, that's the fact of the nor matter. Should, that's nor the should truth. they. But nor should they exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So so we, you know, I've been told we need to have that outward calling, but then also that inward calling from God if, mm-hmm. before we even consider yeah wanting to be sure a teacher sure of any sort. So yeah, and and now one thing that we had talked a little bit about before we had started the podcast. You know, of course, we always have conversations in regards to what we're going to talk about. And one thing I want to bring up would be in, in, in verse 2. Um, I'm going to read that really quick. For we all stumble in many ways. And if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body. Mm. Now, at first glance, you might look at that verse as kind of like a hypothetical because we see that. And, and as a believer, we know no one's perfect. Oh, man, of course, no one's, no one's perfect. <laughs> and that's true. But the uh, as I was studying this, the Greek term for for perfect that he uses is teleos. Teleos is the Greek term uh, here, and it could mean that it could mean no one is is literally perfect, not messing up ever, right? Like not and, at fault, like right. Christ. And we would know that that the only perfect being would be Christ, the the Messiah, right? But there, there could be a second meaning, and this is potentially a, a bit more of a, um, I don't want to say just more of an encouraging one, but maybe more of an attainable uh, meaning to it. And that would be, the second meaning would be not necessarily one who's completely perfect, but someone who's complete and someone who's, who's, who's reached a level, level of maturity. Okay, so, so when he's talking about this, uh, uh, 
the meaning could be someone who does not stumble in the things that he says, uh, someone who has evidence in his life of maturity, someone who has evidence in his life of righteousness, because Scripture tells us that from the heart uh, our words come. Mm-hmm. So when you're seeing yeah. someone stumbling on his words, and, and, and how funny is it too, and I don't want to like point fingers, but I know and I've engaged with people who, who profess the name of Christ, but they sound just like the world. Mm. Now, unfortunately, wow. I've, I know that I've said things myself too, uh, carrying the banner of Christ yet sounding a lot like the world too. Mm. And, and, but as a believer, and you even mentioned too that as a believer— after being after being born again, born again, you know in your heart when you say something wrong, something that's off. Uh, There's conviction, and, and you're like, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't talk like this. I should be different. And that's what the Bible yeah. t- uh, tells oh, yeah. us too. That like when we are when we have this, the fruits of the spirit, yeah. we're gonna have that conviction. We're gonna mm-hmm. be able to. We are set apart. You know, yeah. we are a set apart race, and it's it's not just like like I personally, I can I cannot speak for everyone, but I'm sure saved true believers mm-hmm. followers of christ men who are in christ and sisters of, and, and women of course mm-hmm. um when you when you have that spirit living within you y- you are gonna feel those convictions like when mm-hmm. i was saved and and before trust me when if you knew me before i was saved trust me uh you you know what i'm talking about uh i was very flippant with my words i would joke about terrible things I would talk about crazy things yeah. wherever, whenever, however. Sure. And after I was saved, I was uh, instantly feeling that conviction whenever I would even say a swear word or mm. something that is just very much uh, perverse. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, what you're getting at is you can see someone's heart through their words. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you can see if that heart is a heart of stone or sure. if it's a heart of flesh. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, obviously, we're not we're not God. We aren't the final authority. We aren't the final judge. Um, mm-hmm. And there there are the the reality of the matter is that there are weaker Christians than others, right? And so, not everyone's going to be at that same level of sanctification mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah, there are weaker Christians, and that's not. That doesn't mean you're not saved. That doesn't mean that you're any worse. No one's better. But the fact of the matter is there are there are people who have more of a control over their tongue. There are people, as you were saying, that the the, the uh, Thelios, right? For for per, perfect. Uh, uh Telios. 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 Okay. I believe it T E L E I O S. Well that second meaning that you mentioned of it being yeah. that uh it's something more obtainable, you even said. Yeah. Um that 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 level of maturity as a Christian, right? We're not ever going to be perfect, right? Mm-hmm. That's only Christ. Yeah, uh, that's only Jesus the Messiah. Mm-hmm. But we can we can reach that level of mm-hmm. being wise with our words mm-hmm. and showing off the fruits of our heart, the fruits of our yeah. uh, of our spirit yeah. through our tongue, because mm-hmm. our tongue is like it says here. The tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. And you can compare that to, I like the comparison that James uses. Um, Take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small Mm -hmm. part of the boat, which is the rudder, Mm -hmm. wherever the pilot wants to go. And the tongue is the small part of our body, but it really is, it's it's a great indicator of the direction of your life. Yeah. And it's not our perfection, but it's our direction, right? Mm -hmm. 
I've heard that and I like that. Yeah. So. You know, the, the, uh, I've read that ancient, uh, Jews, like ancient rabbis, rather than, uh, we, 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 we say that the tongue is like a double-edged sword, right? It's a, it's a sharp sword that can cut. They would refer to the tongue as an arrow, something that can, can damage and wound from a long ways away. Mm-hmm. And, and just like, just like a, a small spark can start a forest fire, uh, our, our wound or our, our, our tongues can cause wounds, huge wounds, just from a small, a small little uh, uh, thing that we say. And even word. back to like chapter two, we're referring to uh, the sin of partiality, you know, where, where um, one thing I think that West Michigan people can do and, and they can justify themselves in almost is, is gossip talking a little bit of trash here and there. I think it's more than just West Michigan. That's the world. Bro. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, but when it comes to, you're not, I'm not cheating on my wife, mm. you know, like I'm not doing that. Mm. Ranking Specific almost. culture. Well, I mean, I see it a lot. I, I see it a lot here. I, maybe I say West Michigan culture because like that's you know where I'm at. Right. You know, that's where I live right now. And and that's that's something that I certainly do see. I mean, what do you guys think? Is that is that accurate? You think where where we almost allow, it's almost you turn a, a blind eye to gossip and you almost kind of participate in it a little yeah. bit and you justify it. Mm-hmm. And and usually yes. usually yes. those sentences usually those sentences end with a, a something a little like, well. You know, I'm not. I'm not gossiping. <laughs> you know, or they, they might begin or, or end start, with that. Or start. Yeah, say, oh yeah, and I don't want this to be gossip. But and I love the guy. I really oh, love yeah, the yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean. So, so wow. it's a. But it, that's a small little spark. But you wouldn't wow. think that that's a bad thing. And it says here. It says down in verse eight. It says, you know, this is almost getting to a paradox. I wanted to talk about, but mm. uh, to to touch on that. It says, verse 8 here in chapter 3, but no human being can tame the tongue, which that's kind of the paradox I want to talk on. But And then after that it says, it is a restless evil full of deadly poison. Hmm. It's full of deadly poison. It does more than just, like you said, it's an arrow. It wounds yeah. and it actually harms. One, yeah. it, it's not just... Yeah. It's not just a little BB gun that bounces yeah. off. Like it, it, It's a deadly poison. It's deadly. No wonder God... Put the tongue behind the cage of the teeth, right? Oh, I love I that. Love, that's I a great saying, that. isn't it? I love that. What was the other one you said? You said, oh, you know, it's, uh, they say words slip off of our tongue because it's so, uh, you know, it's just yeah. in a wet environment. It's, it's, it's a slippery yeah, slope. Your, your tongue words is always slip. in a wet environment in mm-hmm. your mouth, and therefore it's always slipping. And those, right. are, those are kind of two old, old sayings. I'm big into, like, old sayings, <laughs> if you couldn't tell. <laughs> well, I like <laughs> the old man. I like the imagery. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, yeah. to the paradox, I don't even know if it's a true paradox, but we talked about up here more uh, uh, um, recent in, in, in Chapter 3. It says, um, it, again, keep going back to chapter two, uh, Chapter 3, verse 2. We all stumble in many ways, but anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect able to keep their whole body in check. Now, jump down to verse 8. But no human being can tame the tongue. Mm-hmm. Now, we did mention, and I think the, the answer to that would be the latter on what we said, the word, uh, um, remind me, not telios. Telios, yes. I tricked myself, but mm-hmm. telios. The latter on what we said it was um, being, it's not an actual perfection like Christ. It's mm-hmm. that. It's that 
direction. It's that that sanctification. It's reaching that level of spiritual maturity, mm-hmm. if you will. So, but it says here, no human being can tame the tongue. No one can fully have control. Only Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, it is a deadly poison. It is a. Yeah. It's 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 what will spark. You know, they they. I like how it talks about that that boat or the ship, the large ship with the little rudder. Mm-hmm. The tongue is a small part of the body, and then right under that, cha- uh, verse yeah. six, the tongue also is a fire, a word, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It mm-hmm. says, consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. Our yeah. tongue is small. It, it can a small spark can ruin someone's day, but not only ruin it, but damage them. Like yeah. there has been such bullying to the point of suicide yeah. in culture. And we see that a lot with social media, do we not? Mm-hmm. You know, and oh, yeah. yes, our tongue is, is physical, but I think that would also translate to, correct me if I'm wrong, but texting something yeah. negative, hateful. Yeah. That's something like Alex had said. thinking your words. Yeah. Your fingers. Fingers. Yes. Because it's communicating messages and communicating, people care correct. so much about what message is being said. Like, you know, it is crazy. You can really you and, can and ruin someone's life. Is, yeah. mm. so much with, with your words. With yeah, with what you say, people really care about what you say. You know, and and of course, the the analogy of fire is one that certainly can destroy. Right, mm-hmm. it certainly can destroy, but of course, it can keep them warm. Mm-hmm. And just like I mean, I think it's true, and uh, this isn't necessarily. I'm not necessarily pulling uh, this from this verse, but in my mind, I see that. You know, certainly we could we could use fire to to create a forest warm fire or commit too. arson but at the same time it's used to 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 warm you know to and love to bring yeah and and i want to be careful with connecting this verse to to old testament but one one thing that i that i do see and that i'm reminded of is isaiah and in in heaven and when isaiah saw the Lord when he was encountered when he encountered the Lord in heaven mm-hmm. what was his response I'm, I'm a man of unclean lips mm-hmm. and so as as Christians when we see and again I want to I want to be very careful with how I, I want to make sure I'm correct and how I'm connecting <laughs> and how his, you're using your words yeah exactly exactly <laughs> I'm, I'm on the edge right now but you know as believers when we encounter the spirit mm-hmm. there better be a change you better you better realize how dangerous your words are. Mm-hmm. You got to realize, whoa, I I should stop talking. You know, I I should, I should start thinking about what I'm saying. Less is more. Yeah, and and I think it's true too that the the, the Lord will you know w- with the help of the Spirit, He is going to to clean our mouths and and at the same time too. Just similar to Isaiah, after after the the angel touched his lips with with the coal, the next thing was, you know, look at the nations who's who's going to go out. And after that, I after Isaiah had had his lips touched, he he realized, and and he responded, "Here am I, send me." Mm-hmm. And so after after encountering the Spirit as a believer. If you if your words are not changed, that's a huge red flag. You should be terrified. You should be terrified of of how much you you waste your words. How how often it is that that you could hurt people, even on accident. Mm. Um, but because you're so loose with your tongue, mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. so loose with with the words that you say. And so, you know, I'm I'm praying that God would help us <laughs> in taming the tongue and in using that. And of course, he. 
after talking about the tongue, uh, he goes right into to a conversation about wisdom. Right? Do you want to? Do you want to? Well, we'll, I guess for the sake for the sake of sticking to the same translation, do you want to read that second, starting verse thirteen? Let me do that, and I just want to say, just to relate it back to scripture and keep it scripture oriented. But you said something so profound and something that's so near and dear to my own story, and I think every other Christian's testimony, a true born again believer. Uh, It says here in Second Corinthians chapter five, verse seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, and the new is here. Mm-hmm. All of this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Mm. You know, like, so you said, when you experience the Spirit, when you, when you have that, that experience, that supernatural work. A true conversion. A true conversion. You are going to be changed. The new creation is here. Mm-hmm. The old is gone and the new is here. And you should have nothing to do with that past self. Nope, because it says God, the Father, reconciled us to himself through his son Christ. Mm-hmm. It didn't say you have come to God mm-hmm. and and therefore you have been changed and you're new now. No, it says God who reconciled mm. us to himself through his son Christ. Yeah. Salvation belongs to the Lord. What a cost. Sisters. What a cost. Mm. But let's let's get to the second part of mm-hmm. James chapter 3 talking about two kinds of wisdom. And it's talking about worldly wisdom. This is simple terms of worldly wisdom and heavenly wisdom. Mm. And so starting at James chapter 3 verse 13, two kinds of wisdom. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it in their good life by deeds done in their humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Where you have, For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. That is terrifying. <laughs> Verse 17, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is the first is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. So let's break that down. That's a quick little, that's a quick, that's a, you, they call those quick hitters. You know, <laughs> that's a quick hitter. A lot to unpack though. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. In the meekness of wisdom. If you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. Could you read 14 in your translation one more time? But if you harbor bitter envy I'll, let me slow down. Sure. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. So if you do this, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Hmm. And this being having bitter envy and selfish ambition in your heart. Do not be selfish. Do not be bitter towards other people, right? Hmm. And if we have these things, we better not be self-deceptive. We better not be lying to ourselves. We better acknowledge that truth. And we also better not Hmm. boast about it. I, I'm so it's so easy for me to let the good things that I do mm-hmm. kind of like uh, in Shaping. my mind it kind of like rises like cream 
to the top of my head. And then I, and then I'm, I'm always thinking about those, those good little things that I do like the, mm. the cream on the top. Right. Mm. And I'm, I'm so likely to dwell on those and it, it's crazy how quick that can turn into pride. Mm-hmm. If know, it just, hasn't already before it yeah, even started. Yeah. It's yeah. It, and it, like I say, it, 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 it floats on the top of me just like, um, it's 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 always at the front of my head, mm-hmm. in the front of my mind, and and it's I'm so likely to have the good things that I do just turn into to boasting, even in in my own in my own mind, and and that's what's so so scary about that is like jealousy and selfish ambition. You know, I, I'm I'm quick to compare myself to others. I'm quick to to. Uh, be jealous of others good works and then I try to recreate those things uh, and I try to to make sure that people see me recreating those things you, do you guys ever find mm-hmm. yourself doing that where where you're you use someone as a model and and you do what they do because you you can see the uh, the reaction that they get from that and then you're like oh, yeah. oh, I'm gonna do that I'm gonna Doing be good for like the him. sake of that yeah Oh yeah, all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, yeah, I think that was like me with trying to produce music like that, and be like, "Oh, if I can just figure out how to emulate this, like mm-hmm. bass drop or whatever, you know, then I can get people like being like, whoa, so cool, like, like mm-hmm. just like the way they did it.' But it was really like so simple and it's so yeah. stupid. <laughs> yeah, and it's like so like empty after a while. I do that all the time, and then I like a little asterisk for the glory mm-hmm. of God. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Really, and you, like it, it's like with gossiping. You just if you you you're get you, you get justification to to do these things because you tack little things like, but I love the guy. Oh, but yeah. it's for the glory of God, though. Yeah, you know, and and so I, I like psych myself into thinking that that stuff is okay. Yeah, my my family. I think I just kind of say my family because like I I see it myself. I see it sometimes in my family members, but I think we we tend. I was just talking to my friend earlier about this. I was like, man, I really just think I seem to be so egotistical about certain things. Like, I feel like I just have a lot of pride more than like, <laughs> then I look around and yeah. I see that my other friends have. I think, I think I have like the most pride in me mm. uh, for like the things I do. I want to do something because I'm always seeking out validation. I'm always seeking yeah. out validation. I don't find it in myself because that would just be stupid. If mm-hmm. I just validate myself, it's like, that's so lonely, so depressing, mm. but man, I'd really like to seek validation from other people. <laughs> it's like, no, that doesn't work either. I can't find validation for stuff in myself. I can't find validation from other people. But as I was listening to Timothy Keller again, I always reference him all the time because he's mm-hmm. like, I always come back to what he says because yeah. he just talks about worldviews in a very, it just clicks with me. Mm-hmm. I'm just the kind mm-hmm. of person that just clicks with what he says. Yeah, But it's like, wow, uh, when you become a Christian, there's two things that happen at the same time. You're brought down, you're humbled to your knees, and you're lifted up at the same time. Mm. Because God, mm. you don't need to seek validation from the outside, yeah. um, which is what we did traditionally. We're yeah. always trying to look right. for a validation from our parents or from our community. And we don't seek validation from inside, which is the modern way. Yeah. Um, I can determine my identity. I can validate my identity. I can do all these things. Hmm. It's like, no, you seek that validation of your identity from the one who created you. Hmm. And um, now when you help the old lady across the street, uh, you're not doing it so that people look at you. Uh, You're doing it because this is what Jesus did for me. 
And therefore, I do it not as an, a means to get something from mm. it, get validation, but I do it as an end of itself. Yeah. I help the old lady across the street for the sake of the old lady. Mm. Um, right. I've, I praise God be, for the sake of loving God and praising God. Mm. Um, I, I live an honorable life and um, I do good works as an end to loving God. And mm. it's not for myself. And that's yeah. where humility comes in. And and that's a whole almost, you know, I keep seeing a common theme in James where I just went through and, and I caught quick, there's probably more, but there's quick three one three main ones that I've seen. I keep using the word paradox. I don't know if that's quite the right term, but he, he almost sets the standards so high, but then he, he reminds you that it's not even necessarily possible. And he talks about in chapter one, Keep oneself from being polluted by the world. It's like we talk about pride. We talk about selfish ambition, and that's what we're talking about right now. We all have that deep down somewhere, somehow, to some extent. And uh, in in chapter 2, no, sorry, chapter 3, I see one that says, we just (laughs) talked about it, uh, but no human can... Can no human being can tame the tongue? It's like it's like so he talks about doing do this, it, but then we can't, and we can't do it. He's telling so it's he's kicking you in the teeth, punching you in the jaw. Um, and here in the, in in, uh, in later in in chapter three, it says, "For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice." Mm-hmm. You know, and and that brings it right back to I said in chapter one: keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Mm-hmm. How can we do that when it's it's such a steep task? That's where we need Christ. But to, uh-huh. to go off of what you were saying, Alex, um, it says when you help that old lady across the street uh, or whatever you do when you give money to the homeless, we mm-hmm. do it, first of all, as Matthew, in, in the book of Matthew, it tells us to do it just so our Father in heaven sees. We're not, we're not saying, hey, look at me, look at me. That goes with fasting. That goes with uh-huh. giving. That goes with um, praying in mm-hmm. private. That goes with all these things, not to make yourself look more righteous. Um, but it says, the wisdom that comes from heaven. So we were just talking about wisdom that is earthly, bad wisdom. It says, uh, if you do these things, you know, selfish ambition, you find disorder in every evil practice. If you harbor, harbor bitter and envy selfish ambition in your hearts, uh, do not boast about it or deny the truth because we all have that truth uh, in us. We have to acknowledge that and ask for forgiveness. But wisdom that comes from heaven, verse 17, is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. We have to sow. We have to sow in peace so we can re, uh, uh, reap a harvest of righteousness. Mm-hmm. Now we should not be doing that, helping that lady across the street, giving to the poor. So it's like. In your, in your own, it, it comes down to selfish ambition, right? Mm-hmm. Look at me. Oh, I'm doing this to give my own thoughts, like that cream rising to the yeah. top of your head, as you were saying. No, these things have to be um, only for our Lord to see. This is not for selfish ambition. This is for the wisdom that comes from heaven, right? Mm-hmm. And But it's almost like back to what I was saying, these things that it's almost impossible. We all have that pride somewhere within yeah. us. And yet again, we are still given a mandate to, uh, you know, of course, we're not given a mandate to be, perfect right that's not that's not you know what we're what we're to do and yet we are given a mandate to to uh, grow in maturity to grow in wisdom and and uh, i think scripture tells us too that it's only with the help of of the spirit can yes. we use our words wisely because the truth is we can we can we, we can use our words rightly but only from a, a righteous heart can we do such a thing and 
And again, that only comes from the Spirit. Only. Yeah, everything good comes from the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so you can't say, uh, apart from the Spirit, you can't say a single thing right. Mm -hmm. You know, you again, this is a thing where you can't white knuckle. Mm -hmm. We talked about white knuckling with uh, Gary. With Gary. Yeah, you, you can't do that. Uh, on not not apart from the spirit, you can do nothing apart from the spirit. We cannot defeat sin. We cannot be sanctified. We cannot. We can't. We can't even love God without the spirit. We mm -hmm. cannot. We cannot live any sort of a, of a, a, as an example of Christ without. Yeah. God living within us, God the Spirit, that uh, is. Otherwise, our, our hearts are so bent to look for pleasure and look for... look for uh, Being part of the world. Yeah, yeah. In the we're, world. We're so bent to look In elsewhere. the world. Exactly. And, and yet, Christ, he had died, and he had rose again, mm. and then, he, and then uh, he went to heaven sending the Spirit to us. Mm. It's interesting that... After he sent the Spirit, and on the day of Pentecost, what, what appeared over the heads of, of uh, the apostles, the apostles yeah. was a, a tongue of fire. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I, that's just something I just thought about. I'm, I'm not claiming to make any kind of like connection in between like, you know, how uh, the tongue can set a fire. You know, the, uh, uh, the tongue is like a fire that can... They can start a forest fire, but but it's that's just a thing that I just thought about. That's that's very interesting. Is that is that uh, uh, God had sent the Spirit, or Christ had sent the Spirit down? Uh, now we all have this the the, the Spirit, uh, and we can yeah use we can speak uh, righteously from a righteous heart. Mm -hmm. We are able to do that. Yeah, <laughs> and and and. Rather than just speaking our truth and and saying what's on our mind, you know, I I think the scripture it's, it gives us far more of a mandate to uh, shut up, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. like sit in silence a little bit more, think about what you say. We have a, we have a mandate to to glorify God with everything with every everything that we say, every single thing that comes out of our mouth. I say we use wisdom, you know, the wisdom from above. Yes, heavenly wisdom. In, in, order, to, in order to communicate rather than just saying what's on our mind. Instead of being flippant with our words. Because mm -hmm. as you said in, earlier in this episode, we're going to be uh, held accountable for every, not only action, but every word we speak. How every, scary is that? Every single thing you say. You know, how scary is that? But, you know, that's where our, the need of a Savior comes in. Because me in high school, even me today— still being sanctified, still an infant in Christ. You know, it, the fact of the matter is I've said things that, as you said, will never, I cannot retract these Can't things. Can't take it back. They will always be out there. And that's where I need the Savior. That is uh, where I'm a sinner, which I am every day in so many areas of my life. Unfortunately, that's the harsh reality of, of us as fallen humans. We need the Savior. We need the Spirit to live within us. We need to be born again. We need to repent and believe the gospel. We need to be baptized. And these things are for, for not only, these are not things for ourselves. Yeah. These are things for the glory of God, our Holy, Holy Father in heaven, who is so gracious to give us a way out. Mm. People mm -hmm. say God's not loving, and I say, then why did he send Jesus? Mm. He didn't need to. He doesn't need us to be satisfied. He is self 
satisfied. He is fully uh, independent. He is not dependent on anyone or anything. Mm-hmm. He created everyone and everything. You know, so where, where it says, it says, uh, I'm going to bring it back to chapter 3, verse 9. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with our tongue, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth comes praises and cursing. You know, how can that make sense? And we need the Spirit living in us. This is why we need to be born again. This We cannot we cannot do it on our own. Mm-hmm. We need the Spirit. We cannot white-knuckle this. We need God. We need God. We need. We praise his name for salvation. We praise his name for creating us. We praise his name for him, you know, mm-hmm. and, and what he's done in so many of, in our, of our lives. It's, it's a great blessing, and, and it should bring us to our knees. Yeah. And that's why we need the gospel. <laughs> and that is why we need the gospel. Amen right. to that. We'll see you guys next week. Catch you on the flip side. Adios. And God bless. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Disruption. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate or share on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening from. You can also support us financially on our podcast website. The link for that is in the description below. Tune in on Mondays. We'll see you next week.